Today's podcast is brought to you by Auto Armor, Central Mississippi's premier automotive detail and ceramic coating shop. Located at 4394 Mangum Drive in Flowood, Mississippi. You can check them out online at AutoArmorMS.com and on social media at AutoArmorMS. That's A-U-T-O-A-R-M-O-U-R-M-S. Located right there in Flowood, Mississippi behind Merritt Health Hospital. See you soon at Auto Armor in Flowood. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host. Who? It's Radio Strongman. Kim Wade, I'm coming to you alive from WYAB. And, folks, we're here to announce the war is on. That's right. Maybe to have a draft and get rid of some of this riffraff that's running and ruining the streets of America. Uh, because now. Uh, This military that we have now under Sir Lloyd Austin only wants uh, those individuals who will bow down to the strong hand of the state. So that would be your average run-of-the-mill Democrat, I would imagine, uh, because anyone uh, else would say, no, I don't think I want to go down this road. But America has uh, finally succeeded under the uh, hapless Joe Biden to uh, get us into a war, a war that was nowhere on the horizon when we had a real president, Donald J. Trump. And now, let's see, we've got gas prices, almost $4 a gallon. Probably be $5 by the end of this month because they're, all the sanctions that they're putting on Russia actually benefits Russian finan- Russia financially uh, because uh, this driving up the price of oil, and Russia's largest export is oil and uh, murder, Inc., and uh, uh, so Joe Biden is playing right into their hands. And at the end of the day, Russia is going to own the Ukraine. Uh, then we got the this is the Wicker War. Remember our, our hapless Senator Raj Wicker, who wouldn't defend our southern borders. Never had any time for the American people. Didn't seem to get anything done in Washington, D.C. that we could put our fingers on. Certainly the uh, help that we asked for <clears throat> never came. <clears throat> I'm just saying, but uh, at the end of the day, we are at war. And uh, are you Democrat kids who said Trump is going to take us to war? Uh, Would you like to revise your statement? We'd certainly like to hear that. And so uh, uh, we're going to war with men and women who have been vaccinated with the Chinese Communist Party virus. And uh, we don't know the effect of that under Donald J. Trump who, by the way, was a real president, he kept Russia and China uh, eyeballing one another in suspicion. And under Joe Biden, who actually is a a stool of the Chinese Communist Party, along with half the cabinet members there and half the uh, uh, upper echelon of the various agencies of our government owned by the Chinese government, which includes the DOJ, FBI, and the CIA. so we're looking at a situation now where, folks, America could very well fall. And the globalists will have their 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 dream come true. You're about to see prices go through the roof. Uh, and here's once again, for all you folks out there who are big government types, and you know who you are, Democrat, you know who you are in rhinos. You see how cavalier the Roger Wickers of the world are, the Joe Bidens, the hapless <laughs> Kamala Harris. Boy, I've never seen such a tall stack of human 
wasting my life. This woman is totally worthless. She's got a law degree. I think she went to Hastings. Anyway, the woman is just, no, no, no. Well, she went to D.C. undergrad. I think she went to Hastings Law. But the bottom line is this here. These people are willing to watch the, let's just say the lessers of society, which would be you and I, just die. Whether it's from COVID, whether it's from this bogus war. Folks, I don't even, listen, if you want to talk about the war, you want to talk about the Ukrainian war, please, you're welcome to call and talk about it. As far as me, look, it's all a scam. This, this, this is all being funneled and leading towards one direction, the destruction of America. And for those of you who have been hoping for that, well, here it is. You're getting ready to see your way of life change for the worse simply because you hated Donald Trump. Donald Trump loved America and you hated him for that. You say you love America. America's at war. Let's see where your love lies. Because uh, President Joe Biden is saying America's going to have to sacrifice. There's going to be some pain. Wait a minute. This war is way over in Ukraine, halfway around the other side of the world. What's this got to do with me? You're going to have to suffer pain anyway because I said so. You see the pattern, folks? You can't say no to illegal immigration. You can't say no to the gay crap. You can't say no to their COVID uh, uh, vaccinations. You can't say no to the COVID mandates, orders, and edicts. You can't say no to war on, on anything they want. You can't say no to it. There is nothing you can do on your own behalf to protect yourself from these people when they target you. That's why I keep saying, you know, Kim's mindset is, look, screw it. Let's throw down here now. If you just go ape crap on these folks, <laughs> the uncertainty of it, which is the uncertainty is what they drop it into our lives on a daily basis, hourly basis now. You start dropping some uncertainty into their lives. Hey, I went down to the Chevron here. And I got my light stomped out by some irate citizen. I didn't even know him. When it's random like that, oh, baby, that's where the terror comes in at. It's kind of like living um, amongst Democrats. You don't know who's next. But you know somebody's next. So that's where we are, folks. Are you happy now, Snowball? Are you happy? What about you, Larry and Thomas? We're at war. And uh, Biden said he he doesn't want to commit American ground troops to this thing. Folks, China has won. Okay? China's getting ready to move on Taiwan because they see that America's not going to fight. NATO's not going to hold together. Oh, yeah, folks. It's easy to send the bombers in. It's easy to do all that kind of crap, drop bombs from, you know, two or three miles up. But when you start talking about putting troops on the ground, all day, baby. Russia can do that crap all day. And our soldiers in America saw what we did in Afghanistan. Now we got to ramp up and, and come up with another $80 billion worth of equipment that we left in Afghanistan, which we'll end up getting back to because with $80 billion worth of, of weapons, these people intend to use it. What do you do with weapons? What do you do with flowers? What do you do with candy? You use it for its purpose. But under Donald J. Trump, who said, you know what, we're going to stop doing all this stupid stuff. Oh, no, he's a racist. Okay. 
Okay, I, I can live with him being a racist if he's giving us good government like that. But see, that's not what you want because you're an emotional wreck. You're a child. Politically, you're, you're a child. But no, 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 no. Like I said, when gas gets up to $4 a gallon, you know, there is a uh, dollar amount on a gallon across the gallon of gas where it's not even worth going to work for. You know that, don't you? I mean, you can't afford to do it. Folks, you see, and, I, and I've mentioned this to you before, you see why uh, every time they call themselves. I see a little drink of water there. Uh, giving us federal money to redo our streets in, in the inner cities, in the cities of this country, and they want to narrow them down to three lanes with a bike lane and all that crap on it. You know why? Because they intend to run the price of gasoline up so high that everybody's going to be on bicycles or public transportation or walking. This is just a group of people sit around and said, you know what? They can't have cars anymore. And because rather than you don't rather than you being someone who loves freedom, you love being obedient. So as a result, you're dragging all the rest of humanity back into the dark ages. And chief amongst those group of people who do that are black Democrats. Oh, they're the most uninformed portion of the electorate. They're not teachable. Can't tell them anything. All they want to do. Matter of fact, they will turn on their on fellow blacks who say, hey, man, you know what? I think we can get more for this vote. I think we can get more. No, we can't. Kanye, you, you're an Uncle Tom. You trying to throw the election to Donald Trump. Well, no, I'm just saying that, you know, let's make them buy for our vote. Uh-uh, we're not going to do that. And we can't trust you no more. And now we're at war paying 4 or $5 a gallon because we wouldn't, we wouldn't think, we wouldn't use our head. A weak mind and a strong back, that's all we provide. We don't produce anything. We're not productive. And as I said before, China runs. China's the one pulling the strings on Biden in this administration now. And I and I try to tell black folks where this is headed. When the Chinese get the uh, whip hand firmly in their hand and they got that pimp hand slapping folks around, they're going to harvest black people for parts. Just as they're doing their own people over there in China. The Uyghurs which is a group of Chinese people who were conquered by uh, the Muslims back in the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth century, portions of uh, Asia at that time. And China doesn't want anybody, anybody following any kind of religion, be it Christian, uh, Muslim, Jew, whatever. They don't want you to have any power other than the government, believe in any power other than the government. And black folks are facilitating the rise of this evil. And if you doubt what I said, or you just look up organ harvesting in China and you will see what the future for black people looks like. Because it's not just all of a sudden black folks just decided to start pushing Chinese people in front of trains and things like that. These are people who have been selected and programmed based on their mental health, uh, mental health history that's in the system. And these people are being programmed and sent out like wind-up dows to do this evil. So when the Chinese fully get control of America, it's going to be easy to whip up the hysteria against black people. And people say, yeah, particularly Chinese say, yeah. I remember how they used to do us. Remember that? Remember that line, black folks? 
The one that we use on white people now? Remember that? And because your spiritual leadership is, is totally, it's, it's seared. It's conscious, it's understanding of the word, and it's willing to be, willingness to be obedient, totally gone. And just think about it, especially if they start harvesting reproductive organs. Man, Negroes are prolific as rabbits around here. Oh, baby, they're going to have some fun. So I'm just telling you, if you haven't figured this out yet, you will. And then come and tell me, Kim, you were right. Baby, it's going to be too late then. As my grandmother has always said, baby, being right don't mean you're going to be better off. I'm going to be in the same stool with you knuckleheads. All because you weren't teachable. But you were, uh, you were someone who was able to be manipulated because you wouldn't use your mental facilities for what they were intended. You want to sit up there and let somebody lead you around. And they're going to do it. And I don't blame them. You find a fool, you bump his head. And you're getting your head bumped. Our number is 601-879-0002. Let's take a quick break. Remember, we're at war right now. Gas, $4 a gallon and rising. Thank you, Democrats. And particularly, special thanks to the black Democrats who blindly went to the polls and ushered in this evil upon this nation. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. It is wartime in America. In one year's time, Joe Biden has screwed up and broke and ruined everything. Thank you, Democrats. $4 a gallon gas and rising, and we're at war. We got shortages, food shortages on the shelves, uh, not enough help. We don't know where all the helpers are, the workers are. Uh, everybody's sitting at home waiting on the check, it looks like, only in America. We have Mobile Bob to opine. Yes, sir. Hey, man. Hey. What's up? $4.11 a gallon. Wow. That's the highest recorded in U.S. history uh, for gas. Uh, 2008, July 2008. Mm. I think we will definitely beat that by quite a bit under President Joe Brandon uh, before it's <laughs> over with. Joe Brandon. What? Uh, does anybody get in our way, Kim, when we uh, decide to invade the country? Uh, do anything? No. Uh, you know? We went into Iraq. Was did Russia do anything to us or get in our way or mm-hmm. whatever for those fraudulent weapons of mass destruction? Did they get in our way? Mm, good point. Good question. Yeah, it's and this idea that Ukraine is some bastion of democracy that has to be protected at all time at all turns. I mean, that's just it's never been a wait, democracy. It's never been a democracy. Nor nor was it now, and nor will it be in the future. It is a uh, it's a crime scene essentially. It's just a bunch yeah. of criminals running that place, you know. Again, this is Wicker's War. This is just a distraction. This is just the way to get us up to these high gasoline prices and force people into the green projects that they want. It's every day they're plotting against the uh, plotting against humanity and the American people. And again, thanks to Democrats and thank Black Democrats in particular because they were proud of their role in, in installing Joe Biden. Oh, absolutely. They can't deny it now. No, you were happy about it. Yeah, there's a documentary on Rumble called Killing the Keystone Pipeline. And they talk about way Biden, how Obama blocked it when he was in office. Trump uh, brought uh, decided in it was gone construction, which got us down to energy independence. And uh, gas prices, some, some of the lowest levels been in years. 
And the minute that clown gets it off and he kills it, and then and when the gas prices go up, imagine that. Then there's some uh, reason of him trying to urge OPEC and other countries to increase their uh, oil, oil production. Oh. And, and Russia, too. <laughs> this is, I mean, again, this is it, the, everything is everybody's gunning for the American people. And you can only uh, conclude that the people who vote for these folks who are doing these things are also gunning for us. That's what I'm saying. I'm not supporting another Democrat initiative on anything if I can avoid it. I'm not going to put, no, I'm not, I don't care. They can fall out in front of me. Needing CPR. Just, just step on my chest, Kim. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Not going to do it. No can do Moron act like we didn't already have pipelines. <laughs> And he, but Biden did okay a pipeline. I forgot where it was. I forgot where it was. But he, but, it was but the he Ukrainian. Was, it was the Ukrainian. Yeah, it's the right. pipeline they're fighting over. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay for them to pump oil. We'll do a pipeline, but that's the reason why he said it. Well, it was mostly completed. Like he thought pipeline was a good portion of it completed, and it cost those guys billions of dollars to start that project. They can't keep starting and stopping it because we because we we get cheated. Out of an election, every we don't ever know we're gonna get cheated out of an election and get put a nitwit like Biden in there. These folks are insane. You, but you all, like you said, Kim, all these folks out there, you all happy? This is what you got. Yeah. You got like the go clown. I have heard yet to hear him calling in here that he was riding with Biden. You remember who he was. <laughs> that was old Vince. That was old Vince. That's Vince. No, Vince. Well, wait, are you riding with him now, Vince? Well, where no. are you? Ain't nobody riding but Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> he got our gas car. He, look, he got, yeah, a, right. <laughs> he got a government-issued gas car. He don't even have to worry about the price of gasoline. Benny, same way. All these politicians, they don't even pay. They don't know what it costs to fill up because they're getting it free. And you know if they got a gas car, everybody in their family filling up for free. You know that. Exactly. It's a, this is ridiculous. This is crushing the uh, poor, the worst, and the middle and, this, and the middle class. They're going to push a lot of people who are barely between middle class and poor. Put they're at the pop, they're falling back to the poverty level for no other reason than inflation. Well, as I said before, you can't reason with them. They get too much joy out of the fact that they won and you're suffering or you're unhappy. I get texts like that all the time. Uh huh. See, and Trump is still gone, ain't he? Huh? I said, bro, you got to uh, fill up your tank probably two or three times a week, and you're trying to act like it don't hurt you. But see, that's just how much they want to inflict pain on everyone else, and they'll be the main one out there in front of the cameras begging somebody to help relieve poverty in their neighborhood, the food desert neighborhood, and all this. Man, I don't even want to hear it. You you have these problems because of your voting choices and the people who you associate with. Pound sand, live with it, leave the rest of us alone. Because we're going to be all right. We're going to be under duress unnecessarily, but we're going to be all right. It's you who depend on everybody else uh, that's going to suffer. If I have anything to do with it, not that I want you to, not that I want you to suffer, because you can always pull your own weight. I mean, you know, just for giggles and grin, get up off your butt. But if you don't want to do that, hey, I ain't got no problem. You know, a good fast about three or four years to do your skin good. No, that's right. <laughs> hey, so it's, it's, it's Stephen King put out a tweet. Well, Putin made a mistake. He's dealing. He ain't dealing with Trump now. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think. I think really? Putin. I think that that was part of the calculus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, okay, you all and the, the view nitwit also said what well, when Trump said. Uh, Trump had said, "Hey, Putin, that, that, I mean, the guy's a genius. He would go on there and make it seem like uh, 
they're committing crimes in Ukraine, and then he goes into his evasion. He waits a lot to get out of office. That's a genius move. And mm-hmm. if Nitwit's on the view, oh, you 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 just uh, support Putin. You got to accolade Putin. Uh, and if you would have just sold us out. That's what you would have done. Uh, well, if he was Putin's puppet and his friend and his buddy, why wouldn't he wait to after Trump gets out of office to make his move? You would make your move when your buddy's in there, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's no, right. But that don't make sense to these morons. No, again, and this is why I keep saying, folks, you have to be hard on them. You have to walk wide of them where you can. And don't put up with their crap. Don't take their advice on vaccines, on war, on anything. Leave these people to their own device. Listen, they only exist because you exist. You and I exist. These folks are like leeches. They're parasites. They're just riding on us, man. No. And you spot on right about them using this as an excuse for get high gas prices. That's already out there. Oh, uh, well, gas prices high cost of the unrest in Ukraine. Guess what? Somebody tweeted out. But the unrest in Ukraine is an amazing seminal event in human history. It's able to raise the price of gas six months before it even happened. <laughs> As I said before, when this thing grinds to a halt because of the price of gasoline, uh, I'll be calling into the show from the house. Hey, man, how y'all doing out there? But no, it's uh, and again, what, about all this, it's so unnecessary. Yeah. It's not necessary. But because they want to see America brought low, all these angry folks out here, all the weirdos, gays, and uh, uh, illegals, terrorists, and domestic terrorists, the, the Democrat Party, they want to see America brought low. Okay, so now that you got that, so what's your point? Now you hungry, too. What's your plan now? <laughs> How do you think it'll get before we level off or something? The summer hasn't even hit yet. Mm-hmm. It's not even summer when the gas prices re- usually reach their peak. That $4.11 I told you about, that was in July of 2008. Mm-hmm. We're in February of two, of 2022. How, how, how much higher is it going to be in July? Well, right, and, right and then, you know, that's not even taking into account the economy grind into a heart. We don't have to worry about a trucker's strike or a convoy now. now we're going to have it. <laughs> it's going to have it. All right, man. Great talking with you. Appreciate you. All right. Let's go to Dustin. Hey, Dustin. How you doing, sir? What's up? It's Kim. How are you, sir? Doing great. Um, I would like to weigh in on this Ukraine thing. Now, I don't necessarily completely disagree with what you and Mobile uh, mm. Bob was talking about. As right. As the Democrats this to, uh, as a catalyst to raise the gas prices and whatnot. They definitely uh, can uh, see where that is. They're definitely going to use it for advantage. But I would like to say that just because they're doing that doesn't mean that there aren't big implications for this war in, in Ukraine. Putin's had his eye on Ukraine for a long time. So, I mean, it's not a secret, uh, you know, it's not a shock to anybody that he's finally do it. And obviously, obviously he's going to wait until there's a weak president in the House to to go ahead and make his move there. But this has some pretty big ramifications for the rest of us, not just on gas prices either. Because well, tell us, what those ram- tell us what those ram- tell us what those ramifications are. Well, see, a lot of people forget that Ukraine was a Soviet-era, you know, it was a, a Soviet-era entity. They, they were one of the three nuclear powers of the world back then when the Soviet Union crashed. And in the 94, uh, the 94 memorandum to... Uh, to draw down those weapons in exchange for security guarantees, that was actually never a treaty. All that was was just on paper. So more than likely, those Ukrainians still have nuclear capability. 
and the, the president of Ukraine came out today saying that if there aren't security guarantees under that uh, memorandum that are actually put in place, then they're not then they're putting nuclear weapons back on the table if they're not going to get any assistance. Well, I mean, these I, things do need to be looked at because this could turn nasty real quick. Yeah, I don't think the whole nuclear thing, if I recall, my understanding and recollection is uh, both U.S. and Russia made these uh, satellite states that wanted to be considered for NATO membership and uh, European commerce, yada, 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 Eastern European, Western European commerce, uh, that they had to make those uh, nuclear uh, weapons available and taken off the table. Now, whether or not they kept a couple of them, fine, uh, I don't know. But I doubt very seriously if Russia's not aware of what's still left there. Because, again, remember, Ukraine was nothing but it, it was like Casablanca. I mean, it was just a place where people went to, to apply their trade in, in arms traffic and all other sorts of illegal activities. That's why Joe Biden is made a rich millionaire because of the Ukrainian corruption. But now you're right. It used to be a satellite of the Soviet Union and Soviet Union is reestablishing its old uh, uh, dominion, if you will. Excuse me. So we're going to see how all this is going to play out. But again, this again. All the wars that you see fight, you got the same globalists financing both sides of the operation. Russia, while it uh, pretends to be a adversary of the West, at the end of the day, it's just the opposite end of the same stick. You know, these people financing both ends. But we are where we are. Gas prices are going to go up as a result of the conflict because that's all you need is a little uncertainty in the market and prices go up. Oh, yeah, I agree. Like I said, I just, you know, I don't want everybody to be looking at this with, you know, through rose-colored lenses, not not thinking that something might be bad. You know, this, this couldn't turn bad for everybody real quick. That's all, that's what that was my main point. Well, the main thing is they want it to go bad for America. The, the, the goal is America is the last uh, 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 obstacle to people being have uh, world domination, those who want world domination. America is their last ob- obstacle. So if they break us economically, and then China can move in because China could, I mean, they can place a lot of bodies down here on, on American soil. And, of course, you know, you got Lloyd Austin and uh, uh, Joe Biden and the uh, intelligence uh, community all basically on China's team. So, I mean, you know, we're the ones that the rank and file Americans, the ones that have a lot to lose because at some point we're going to have to fight for our freedoms. Oh, no, I completely agree. China, China might might start hitting on us a little bit, but the first thing they're going to do is cash Taiwan. So, well, he's looking out for that. That's the next global concert. That's the next big thing going to happen. Yeah, well, and, and and they're going to do it, and again, they, again, you got to understand, they have China, they have America on a lease. China has America on a lease. You know, as mm-hmm. I said before, America used to keep China and Russia uh, standing toe-to-toe at each other, looking at each other in the eye, seeing who's going to flick next. Now, China has America and the Soviet Union doing what we used to have them doing. And China, at the same time, like you said, is going to move on Taiwan and everywhere else they can go. But, hey, it is what it is. We are where we are. And, again, you can thank Democrats in general, black Democrats in particular, for bringing us to the brink and loss of our humanity. And I'm going to keep saying that because I remember when Joe Biden won, how proud all the texts and phone calls I got from these folks, happy about Joe Biden. Well, this is what you get. You're, uh, you know, votes mean things. Winning mean things. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you keep on going, Mr. Kimway. Have a good one, brother. All right, brother. All right, talk to you now. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Thursday. We're at war. 
That's right. War. What is it good for? Oh, a couple million dollars if you're in the right place. If you're a senator like Roger Wicker, big money grip. Won't defend our southern borders, but all over in Eastern Europe, worrying about what the Russians doing. Man, I ain't lost nothing over in Ukraine. But this is how it works. And see, if y'all would recall, you were so busy hating, being emotional under Donald Trump. Donald Trump said, we're always in these little petty wars all over the world. And we won't do things for our American people. We got infrastructure that needs to be fixed and replaced here. Nope. We're going to throw billions of dollars going to, what was in Afghanistan for 20 years. Spent about three or four trillion dollars over there. We could have rebuilt every road and bridge in America for that. But all these people who want to fly the flag and be patriot and the general madness of the world, these people don't care about America. These people are just full of crap. All these folks in charge of these so-called security agencies supposed to be protecting America, they're just trying to make sure that they don't get overthrown from within. They don't mind getting bought off from outside. They just don't want to get overthrown from within. America, Americans, we've got some hard choices to make. Everybody's not going to go home to their family. This is not going to end easily. The tree of liberty will be watered with the blood of tyrants and, and patriots. That means you and I and them. There's no need of pussyfooting around and trying to pretend that we're going to be able to talk our way out of this. These people hate America. They hate God. They hate the freedoms that we have that were enshrined in our Constitution that was given to us by God himself. They hate that. But they don't mind them having the freedom to go to and fro, to turn the uh, air conditioning down as cool as they wanted or to heat up as high as they wanted. They don't mind them having that opportunity and everybody in their household. But you and I, we have to shiver in the name of climate change about what's going to happen 20, 30 years from now based on their computer models. And the computer models from 30, 40 years back Never came true. And we keep buying into their crap. These folks pushing this solar panel crap and green energy here in Mississippi. Watch watch this summer if we don't have blackout, brownouts and blackouts. Folks, I'm just saying. There's no substitute for being a man. And sometimes as a man, you got to put it all on the line. I think about how clear this was to all those previous generations that went before us, black and white, who understood what it took. I told you I was watching that, that video about the Ozarks, about this old uh, farm family up there in the Ozarks. Uh, they were loggers, and they were um, logging trees to make railroad ties. Man, that labor, <laughs> dude. But that's what they that's what those men had to do to feed their son. They were getting 50 cent a log. I mean, after it was completed, after it was trimmed down to be sent to be treated and all that kind of stuff. 50 cent. They might do 10 of them a day. I mean, they that labor was so hard. I had to fast forward. I couldn't. I was getting tired just watching it. I was sweating. But that's what men do. And then the women at home washing, washing every day, every day washing clothes, burning, boiling water. The woman had, she was bringing water up. Uh, they were on a, a ridge. They lived off a, a ridge on one of the little hollers down there in, in the Ozark. 
and she had two buckets of water she carried on her shoulders with a stick in between her board or two by four, whatever it was. And she had to climb down an embankment 600 feet. Man, that's six stories, dog. That's a six. And she, two buckets for all the water that the household needed ever day. Rain, sleet, or snow. Man. And then we whining about what we, what we whine about? Oh, no. I ain't, I'm not even trying to hear that, man. And we grew up hard. At least I thought it was hard and looking back on it, but compared to that kind of. But see, that was their normal then. Our normal now is just to complain. Oh, man, I don't want no part of this crap. I'm sorry. That's why I'm so hard, man. That's why I have to come up and just. I have to get up in your grill with this stuff. I'm not trying to hear this anymore. I don't want to. There was a commercial, but it must be a, 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 a PSA during the top of the hour about hunger in America. And you got all these folks. And then I don't doubt that there's some. Single moms out there that there's, uh, uh, they had one young man, 16 year old, had to go to work. He's not going to work to buy him a bicycle. He's going to work to help feed his family. Hell, everybody had to do this at some point. It's called life. What he needs to be grateful for and what you need to be grateful that he had a job to go to. But they play this stuff up like it is the end of the world. It's character building. What you need to do is do a PSA on all these people sitting around on their butts. Not doing anything but waiting on the EITC,、uh, EITC supplement. And they look at the uh, uh, income tax and the EITC, like, oh, they look at their kids and boy, they number dollar signs over there in that back. No. And don't get me wrong, everybody's got their hustle and grind. I'm not trying to begrudge them on that. Folks, what I'm trying to get you to understand, you're riding this wagon into the ground, man. But you're not only riding it into the ground, You curse in America as you do it. And I don't care how black you are, how brown you are, how gay you are, how angry you are, I'm not going to put up with it. I'm not your brother. I'm not with you on this crap. And to the extent that I can stop you and whatever that it takes, I'm willing to do it. I'm not here to be concerned about your feelings, about what happened to your grandparents, your great grandparents. You know what I say? Tough. Mourn for them? That's what you want to do? Mourn for them. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Kim, you don't recognize what all these people did before me? I'll tell you what my grandmother told me. When we had that long discussion about Roots, Roots came out in 77, towards the end of,、uh, end of 77, going into 78. And I remember the correspondence and the conversations we had. In my anger, that would be like with most black folks, they were everybody was angry if we saw roots. And she said, I don't need you to be mad about what we went through because she was born in 1901. I don't need you to be mad about that. I need you to take the ball and run with it. But that's not the message coming out from these black leaders today. Just a bunch of mess. Trying to crank white folks, guilt ridden white folks out of another dollar for what was done in the past. Not by them. But some obscure white person from Kokomo, somebody you don't even know. Man, like I said before, right now, today, February 24th, let's break this crap up at the door. Shut everybody down. All them folks crawling out the closet with this weird crap on and doing all these weird things, them too. We don't owe them anything. So, what's your difference? So, would you want a butter cookie? 
a parade in your honor? No. You're just weird. Well, you can't say that I'm weird. Well, why you got that crap on? And why were you in the closet with it on? If you were so proud of it, why are you just now coming out? Well, I didn't know what you was going to say. You're weird. That's what I'm going to say. Well, that hurts my feelings. And? Folks, I'm telling you, I'm just sick of it, man. I'm just tired of it. Our number is 601-879-0002. Look, I love Jesus, but Lord, I want to smack somebody. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is Clay Edwards with Auto Armor in Flowood, Mississippi. Auto Armor is the area's premier automotive detailing and ceramic coating shop. Auto Armor exclusively uses System X ceramics, and we're also an authorized installer of System X products. System X ceramics comes with a lifetime guarantee and goes onto your vehicle's Carfax report to potentially add increased resale value to your vehicle when you trade it in or sell it. Take advantage of our grand opening specials right now. We're offering System X ceramic coatings starting as low as $4.99 for cars and only $7.49 for trucks and large SUVs. We also offer headlight restoration, rim polishing, and paint correction. We're located right behind Merritt Health Hospital in Flowood at 4394 Mangum Drive. And of course, we're online at AutoArmorMS.com and on Facebook and Instagram at AutoArmorMS. That's A-U-T-O-A-R-M-O-U-R-M-S. Enjoy the rest of this podcast and we hope to see you soon at Auto Armor in Flowood. All right, folks. We're back, and it is Thursday. We've got a special guest coming up in the next hour. Let's go to Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hello. Hey, Tim. How you doing, man? Hey, brother. What's going on? Hey, we we finna get the green winning when it comes to this garbage contract. You think? This contract expires April the first. Right. The mayor has signed an executive order. I think on February the seventeenth. He got some company named Richard Disposal that's gonna start picking up the garbage mm-hmm. for one year. Right. Richard Disposal don't sound like no major corporation that can do the job. So. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get the, we're gonna get screwed again like we did on a lot of other stuff. And the bad part, we as black folks, we we don't mind getting run over and mistreated by other people. Right. We was they were so excited about getting the first black sheriff, Tyrone. But Mac Miller, when Mac Miller was sheriff, everything was running good out there. It's been running the ground since we put in our first black black sheriff. And they voted for Tyrone just a lot of them did because he was black, just like they did Obama. They voted for him because he was black. The first black president was the first president to disgrace the White House, lighting it up in gay colors, and, and Joe Biden having a wedding there at the White House, the same six marriage wedding. Yep. All yep. this stuff was done under the first black president. Mm-hmm. But yet, folks ran out there to vote for him because he was black. And like it's going to be with this garbage dispute, dispute. it's dealing, I think, with a black company and the customers, which is us, but we you- ain't going to get the short end of the stick. Well, you got it's not going to get picked up in a timely manner. <laughs> Look, if the worst thing happens, which is they don't pick up the garbage, who would notice? <laughs> this is Jackson. Yeah, the garbage already <laughs> on the streets. So if they don't pick it up, people going to be throwing it more garbage out. It's going to be all them down the road. I, I read that little executive order. It, it had to be picked up within six months. <laughs> so he's using this effort to try to force waste management out. 
by going down this road. There's so many months you can go without being picked up before the federal government get involved. Well, the question so is... He's using this avenue. He's going to stick it to us, the citizens, trying to get his friend, whoever he's trying to get in there, to get the job. But Madison, those places, going to still have that guy was picked up in a timely matter. Well... But yeah, we voted. They voted him right back in there. I didn't vote for him. <laughs> Well, you get what you get, son. I mean, look, and yeah. listen, listen, at least if it's criminality, you got black criminals doing it. Don't you feel better? <laughs> I was seeing a young lady at the, at the punch. I looked at some handguns. Mm-hmm. I told her, she showed me, and I said, I don't get shot by no pink guns. She said, what difference would it make? <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's the principle. Right, it's the man. principle. Thanks, but Jim. Let that go on record. Let's see how the garbage thing going to come out. All right. We're they, can't run the, they can't run the water and sewer administration, so I wonder how you're going to pay them because he still ain't collecting payments from a lot of people that, that's got water. Well, that's included on your water bill, so how are you going to get money to pay these people? They're going to start breaking knees, man, breaking some legs. <laughs> they <don't pay> <laughs> They're going to put Tony Yabra on them. <laughs> Better have my money. <laughs> All right, Jerry. Appreciate it. Folks, listen, uh, I told you months ago, I told you years ago, uh, America has devolved into gangs. I mean, it just comes down to if you got the votes, if if it's a five-member board, you get to do what you want. We got a call uh, from Sam who's pointed out that up in New York, they're going to shut down the airport because of global warming. They say the airport going to be underwater in 100 years. So they're shutting it down now. (sighs) Lord, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. Not black Jesus, because I heard you got your license pulled. Jesus, take the wheel. We'll be right back. Tony T, y'all. Gonna have to choke him. All right, folks, we're back, and it is Thursday. We're at war, folks. That's right. Uh, those of you who have uh, investment in the war stocks, you're making the big bucks. Those of you who have investment in gasoline, you're making the big bucks. Those who invest in uh, uh, re-sewing shoes and heels, you're going to make some good money, too, because people ain't going to be able to afford these high gasoline prices. But wait, we have good news. First of all, I need to tell you about our good friends over at Metal Builder Supply in Pearl, Mississippi. That's right, folks. You're thinking of putting up a metal building. You need a metal roof. You need pre-engineered steel. Folks, they've got it there at Metal Builder Supply. Check them out on the web, metalbuildersupply.com, or give them a call, 932-0202. And they're located in Pearl, Mississippi at 632 North Biederman Road in Pearl, Mississippi. And, uh, folks, they have the experience, they have the expertise, and they have the friendly service. Everything you need to have a great project completed on time and, folks, with some of the finest materials known to mankind. Metal Builder Supply. Dot com. All right, folks, using the full weight of my local influence, we've secured the presence of one Lindsay Lamont. Lindsay Lemon is in the studio with us, and uh, uh, she's got a project, a uh, heart passion that she wants to spread the information about and encourage you to get involved also. Miss Lamont, welcome to WYAB. Thank you, it's Kim. good to I'm have you here. Happy to be here. Who is Lindsay Lamont? What's your story? What are you about? What's going on? So I'm the executive director for Mississippi Against Mandates, and we were founded and started in late August of last year. 
in uh, response to uh, primarily our health care workers, the absolute assault on both the medical um, profession and all the frontline health care heroes that were working our front lines through the pandemic. Oh, okay. So you were spurred on by the crisis, the pandemic. The pandemic. It, it got your attention. So uh, you got in. You guys got involved. You got a group of people uh, who are similarly interested in this here. Who are some of the people involved with your organization? And where's your organization on social media and et cetera? So we are on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter under Mississippi Against Mandates, MS Against Mandates. Um, Our founder is Dr. John Witcher, and you'll probably find a lot of information if you also look up his name. Um, He, if you know his story, he's really um, pushed the limits to the point that he um, was let go from the hospital system up here in Yazoo City. So mm-hmm. now he's working as an independent health care um, provider, helping with the COVID um, treatments, early COVID treatment, as well as long co- long call COVID and vaccine injury. Um, and so you can find our website is msagainstmandates.org. You can also book an appointment through doctorswhocare.info. And then our hotline number is 601-526-3372. All right, there's the information. We'll be throwing it out additionally throughout the show. Our number is 601-879-0002. We have Dr. Witcher on the line himself. Would you like to introduce him? Hey, yes. Okay. So. Hold on. Well. We've got his dial tone. That sounds like his dial tone. All right, Dr. Witcher. Okay, Dr. Carol Hill's on the line with us. Hey, yeah, so uh, Dr. John Witcher is our founder, co-founder, along with his wife, uh, lovely wife, Brooke Witcher. And also Dr. Carol Hill is one of our um, board members, and she does some of the best research and digging that we can um, come across um, with some of our uh, allies and our friendly board members. So, yes. Uh All right. Oh, we got Dr. Witcher now back, okay. Dr. Witcher, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, Kim. Doing good, thank you. Good to hear from you. And uh, we got Carol on the line, too. We got both of them tied together. Okay. And we have Lindsay Lemon here in the studios, and they, the name of the organization? Mississippi Against Mandates. All right. And we have uh, two of the uh, board members and founders uh, with us also on the line. I'll just let you guys take it from the top. Who do you want to go first? Yeah, so um, Dr. Witcher, uh, we've already kind of gone over what our organization does, but if you don't mind telling your story a little bit and how you got involved. Okay, well, my name is Dr. John Witcher, and I've been a practicing physician in Mississippi since 1996. I'm a general practitioner, have been practicing in rural Mississippi for several decades now, a lot of ER work in these small hospitals. I, my last uh, job, I was the medical director of the ER and hospitalist program at Yazoo City, at the Baptist Yazoo <laughs> Medical Center there. And, um, you know, basically, you know, I've, we've been fighting COVID since day one. Um, saw probably one of the first patients with COVID in Mississippi there in Yazoo City. Uh, treated her. She did well. Uh, early on there, I was treating all my patients in the hospital with uh, the primary drug we were using back then, and I think many doctors were using it around the state, and that was hydroxychloroquine. Um, the pharmacy board of the hospital system took it off the, uh, the protocol when the bogus study came out in the Lancet uh, 
journal saying that it, you know, was it was not uh, helpful and or harmful. Uh, it was never put back on the formulary, even though that study was found out to be bogus. Instead, uh, remdesivir was put on uh, as the hospital protocol. Uh, Dr. Fauci and the, the government uh, put that on the protocol. So that's what our hospital system started using, just like all the other hospitals around the state and, and the nation. Uh, I, w- I didn't have a lot of say-so in it. I was, uh, you know, I, I continued to give hydroxychloroquine until uh, I worked through a national company, contacted to the hospital, and that company sent out a memo to all the doctors to say that we cannot use hydroxychloroquine for COVID patients. So I relented and stopped using it and just had to start using remdesivir. Uh, finally, I, you know, I, I had been work, uh, researching with Dr. Peter McCullough and the early intervention protocols that he, he recommends, like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and other medications. And then uh, uh, so finally, it took a long time. It took me almost two years to finally come to the conclusion. You know, Dr. Peter McCullough, we actually brought him to town in uh uh, and I guess that was October. He spoke to about 500 people there at the Hilton, and and just getting to know him, and then and, and then learning more about the FLCCC uh, Math Plus or the protocols that uh, Dr. Pierre Corey and Dr. Paul Merrick had have instituted. Uh, I felt like it, you know, I wanted to start using those protocols in the hospital setting. Right. And so in December, you know, after the Delta wave went down and i said well you know we had a little break there of a few weeks i said if i, if I get any any patients more covid patients i'm i'm going to stop them disappear and i'm going to put them on ivermectin as well as use other drugs on the math plus protocol like the high dose solumed or high dose steroids and some uh blood thinners and, and etc so I, I attempted to do that on i think it was december the third and my contract was terminated that that day mm. and so then I, I just started treating covid patients at home uh, and and uh, mostly at home, and so I, I've been treating COVID patients with, uh, with the Peter McCullough uh, early intervention protocol since uh, early December, as well as a combination. If they need oxygen, I, I go with the Math Plus protocol, kind of a kind of a home home uh, therapy version. But uh, have had uh, great success uh, for the most part. But you know, once patients. The key is starting them early, okay? Yeah, I was going to so ask you that. Once they get to day eight, if they've, if they've not had any treatment and they develop these microemboli in the lungs and they have this full-blown anti-inflammatory you know, reaction, then it's, it's, you're behind the eight ball and, and you're kind of fighting uphill from there. And, and people people can get sick and they do die, if you, you know, in some cases. Right. And yeah, that was the question I was going to ask because uh, you were talking about the treatments, especially early on before – you know, uh, people really got a handle on what was happening, and you were treating them. So I guess people were just coming in with, I guess, symptoms that they may have thought was the flu or whatever, and uh, you guys were putting them on this treatment there, and it was working. And uh, so I, I distinctly remember Dr. Dobbs encouraging people basically just test positive, then go home and wait for us to uh, wait for you to get real sick so we can make a lot. He didn't say make make a lot of money, but essentially that's what they end up doing making a lot of money off people who was on death's door by the time they walked through the hospital emergency room doors. And, and that's what we did in, in Yazoo City. I mean, we, we basically told when they came to the ER, well, most of the time, most of the time they would call by phone and say, I think I have COVID. And we'd say, well, you know, go get a, a <laughs> oxygen a monitor at, at the drugstore. If the O2 sats drop below 90, come see us. And, uh, and that's really, you know, we found out early that was not the right thing to do. And so, um, 
course, you know, um, that's what we were told to do. And, and, and then um, Dr. Dobbs, and, you know, he did, he, we had monoclonal antibodies available. We did treat with those. I think we, we had some good results. Dr. Peter McCullough and other doctors in, in that world felt like uh, the monoclonals were doing good. I treated hundreds with the monoclonals. Now, most of those patients were, you know, not they. If you had, if you went in the hospital, you couldn't get monoclonal. So we had to treat them as an outpatient. So most of those po- people were probably not going to get sick anyway. But we went ahead and gave them monoclonals, and it didn't seem like it was hurting, and, and it was probably helping. So I didn't have a problem doing that. But the remdesivir is what became a big problem. It, it we it, it was showing all over that that you know it was causing uh, multi organ failure, certainly in patients that were intubated, and so it, it's taken them. Up until right now, doctors are now starting to not use remdesivir in the hospitals, okay? That's two years too late, in my opinion. Well, who Dr. gave them? Because it says 85% of the people that died didn't have to die, okay? And so I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if I could say that, but I, I certainly know there was many, many people that did not have to die because they, they, they if they would have received early intervention, they, they would have been saved. Dr. Kerr. Okay. All right. Uh, Dr. Carroll, would you like to make any comments? Um, I, I have a, a different situation. Um, I'm Dr. Carol Hill. I, I practice obstetrics and gynecology in Illinois, but I retired over 20 years ago. I got you. Um, so I, when I retired, I retired to be home with my kids. Um, but I still, um, I still had the same knowledge that I had when I was practicing right so when the covid outbreak started things just didn't add up to me Uh, a lot of the things that uh, as you were talking go home and don't do anything till you're so sick you have to be hospitalized that just didn't make sense to me Um, but i think the thing that really um got me the most was september 9th um dr dobbs sent out a standing order for all pregnant women that were 12 years and older and all uh, breastfeeding women to get the vaccine. Well, as a practicing obstetrician, you don't give any medicines unless you are absolutely positive that it's not going to harm the baby. You guys in a thunderstorm down there? Where is that? Somebody, is it raining? Here? No. Okay. Uh, maybe it's a Dr. Witcher. I don't know. I'm... Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, um, we can hear you. and give an experimental vaccine, which isn't even a vaccine, to all pregnant women and breastfeeding women, that was just a red flag to me. And it it was about that time that I found Dr. Witcher's group and um, started talking with them. Um, So as time went by and um, Dr. Jobs continued to um, say that Ivermectin was horse medicine and don't use hydroxychloroquine. When all the other information I was reading from Peter McCullough and some of the others is that they were very helpful and seeing um, evidence from other countries that were using those drugs, um, I decided that I needed to get more information as to why he was saying that because it, it simply didn't make sense to me. Right. All right, no. our number six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. We have uh, Miss Lindsay Lemon from Vaccine 
Well, Mississippi against Missi- mandates, Missi- and right. uh, our program is Doctors Who Care. Right. We have a hotline number, 601-526-3372, where you can call and get information on early treatment protocols, as well as long-haul COVID treatment and vaccine injury treatment. Well, what we're going to do is take a quick break. We're talking with Dr. Witcher and Dr. Hill, who's offering uh, their medical experiences uh, on this matter here, and Lindsay's going to be giving you uh, how you can get involved, and if you're more, uh, you want more information, how you can get involved. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios. We have uh, Lindsay Lemon, and along with her uh, board members with the organization Mississippi Against Mandates. And uh, they're here talking about Mississippi Against Mandates and the, how the doctor, the, these two doctors got involved with it. Dr. Witcher is a practicing physician doc if you want to throw out your your contact information if people want to uh get with you on uh the services you offer you're more than welcome to do so okay yeah thank you so yeah Lindsay, just uh go to doctors who info and you can go there and, and find me through that website or call that uh, hotline number and, and they'll direct the patients to me we basically have doctors throughout mississippi that uh, we can refer patients to that, that give these uh, early treatments for COVID as well as treat long, long-haul long COVID and also vaccine-injured. Now, a lot of these doctors, we don't advertise their names. I you know, many of them have to practice under the radar, right. you know, because uh, we're, uh, you know, concerned that we could uh, be, uh, there could be retribution against us, our, our, our board certifications, our medical license, our hospital privileges, because, you know, Dr. Dobbs has made, such a um, uh, uh, vilified ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine to a point that, uh, you know, many pharmacists, uh, there's some pharmacists in the state of Mississippi that won't even uh, honor the doctor's prescriptions if they write for these medications. Yeah, and uh, I'd like to know if you guys want to compile a list, not you guys, but I'm talking about the listeners, and send it to me. Uh, We will let these people know, oh, we remembered you, we will remember you, uh, going forward when the crisis because here's the thing i read uh, uh, a paragraph or two off the uh, state licensing board's website how they were in solidarity with the federation of uh, state licensing boards across the nation and in their willingness to prosecute and take people's license and uh, all that type of stuff if they gave out misinformation i'm saying well the people down at the cdc many of them still have their medical licenses and certification they're the ones putting out the misinformation. Why, why aren't you going after them? You know. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Kim. That the, the Mississippi State Board of Medical Licensure adopted that policy on September the 9th, I believe it was. They're one of uh, it's either 12 or it might be as high as 17 states in the United States that accepted. They basically took that 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 policy from the Federation of Medical License Board and put it directly into their uh, policy. Okay, now Tennessee, they did the same thing, but they overturned there since then. They they actually fired their state health officer up there because she she got involved just like Dr. Dobbs is doing, and, and the people uh, were able to push to have her her fired. And so um, so you're you're absolutely right there. I mean, this is uh, you know this misinformation is. Uh, I mean, all we want to say as physicians in Mississippi, we just want to say, hey, listen. If you want to take the vaccine, that's fine, but you need to know the risk involved before you take them. And there are risks. 
Uh, we're treating vaccine injured, so we, we know there's risk, and there's even been deaths, okay? And now Dr. Dom says nobody's died in Mississippi. There's no way he can know that, okay? Oh, we, he, he is just talking through his hat. I mean, Dr. Dobbs will say anything. That that man, I mean, I don't know how he keeps it. I don't know how he got a medical license, let alone how he keeps it. Uh, the guy will just say anything. And to your point, and I want to say this for all the medical practitioners out there, what that policy said, first of all, you cannot adopt the policy from the National Federation without codifying with a policy number here in your own state. There is no policy number. You can't make a rule. The board speaks through its, I mean, the uh, the state licensing board speaks through its board and its meetings. If it's nothing out there showing where they had a meeting to put that and adopt that, and then even then they got to, just like you got to put it in the federal registry, they got to do all that. They haven't done that. Kim, Kim, yes, Kim. They, they had an emergency meeting to have it done. Okay, and uh, you know I think it might have been in the middle of the night, but they got it done quickly. As soon as it, when I put up a billboard mm-hmm. it, uh, right there on Lakeland and said that you know we wanted to uh, you know know your risk or, or medical freedom, and we started talking about you know know your risk before you get vaccinated, mm-hmm. they put that policy in in there uh, uh, immediately. Okay? But here's but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't just do it just with the meeting. You have to register with the Secretary of State. You have to have a comment period. That's why so much of President Trump's agenda got overturned because they said he didn't go through the Administrative administrative Procedures Act correctly. Those things can be challenged. But one of the things they said in that policy uh, uh, declaration was the fact that the ju- that the doctor could use uh, – their information has to be based on their year's experience also. They gave several different scenarios. And they say one of those things is the culmination of your experience. So that's subjective. They can't come out and say that's misinformation. If you, like in your case, been treating people, saw them get healed, walk up out of your practice alive and well, and then they're going to tell you that you can't use that after they just said in the same policy that you just cited that this is the policy, rules, and regulations. So I'm just saying if somebody would fight it, oh, they would would get their license back. Well, let me me throw this out to you. And I'm not a lawyer, but I'm a talk show host. There's some conflicts of interest, okay? Yes, sir. Uh, Kim, can you hear me? Yes, sir. We hear you good. The the conflicts of interest, I'll tell you one. The chief medical officer of the state health department, Mm. Dr. Edney, who was, I think he was appointed in that position in early 21, uh, I guess, to help Dr. Dobbs. But uh, he's also uh, one of the uh, board members of the Mississippi State Medical Licensure Board. Right. Right. And again, they don't care anymore. This is why I keep saying so much of what's being done is illegal. It's going to take a while for all this to be unraveled. These people on these boards, they don't realize that they're personally liable for the actions that they're taking. If it's not cut, in other words, their uh, bond is not going to cover them on this foolishness. And people get on these boards and they're all proud. They want to put it on their resume and tell everybody on these boards there is liability if somebody wants to press them. And I would press them to the max. That's just the kind of guy I am. I, I sit back my fingers crossed for this kind of stuff. But anyway, that's just me. <laughs> so Dr. Hill's got some stuff that she, yeah, yeah, Dr. Not. Hill does a lot of research, okay? That's that's her forte. Yes, sir. And so she's been doing some FOIA. Um, I believe that's what you call them. I'm, I'm, not, real, I'm not legal or p- political, really, but I'll let her explain what she's found. There, listen, there's been doctors in Mississippi – up in Greenville, Mississippi, they're, they've been doing a, a superb job treating COVID, even in the hospital. That's the only hospital setting I know of 
certainly in Mississippi, and maybe, maybe I mean, I haven't heard, and I've, I've dealt with uh, hospitals all over the nation at this point where people are calling me to ask my opinion on how they can get care for their, their uh, loved one in the hospital. But this hospital in Greenville has been using early intervention with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin since 2020. And they... They talked. They sent emails to Dr. Dobbs and I, Dr. Hill. Will you take it up from there? You tell yeah. tell the audience yeah. what you found. Um, I put in a FOIA request in December, Make sure December fifth of twenty one. Dr. Hill and wanted real quick. Wanted, this is Lindsay. Dr. Hill, make sure you explain what a FOIA is. Okay, um, it was it's a, a request for public information. Um, it's a Freedom of Information Act. Uh, so. By, by putting in a FOIA request, uh, you can get information of individuals' emails. And I asked for all of the emails that Dr. Dobbs had that, that mentioned ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, or, or remdesivir. And I, I got back quite a bit of information, but there were four particular emails that are extremely important. The first one was July 20th, and it was a le- an email from Dr. Mansoor, who was one of the Greenville doctors, and it was to Dr. Dobbs. And um, basically, what it what it is is Dr. Dobbs had said had had evidently t- tweeted out something derogatory about hydroxychloroquine, and Dr. Mansoor had had written him and said, I, I, I just want to talk to you about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. We've been using it here in Greenville, and we've got great, great um, evidence that it's working. Out of 150 patients, we've only had 7% of those that were hospitalized, which is way below the national average, and there have been no deaths when we've used early treatment with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And Dr. Mansour says, I'm really concerned about your tweet saying that hydroxychloroquine doesn't work because we know that there's a place in the country that... Dr. Richard, mute your phone. um, ...won't fill our prescriptions, and we don't want that happening in Mississippi. And Dr. Dobbs wrote him back an email and said, well, um, I I certainly wouldn't want to interfere with with using a drug off-label, and uh, thanks for letting me know. Right. And see, that was July of 2020. So that see, was before vaccines were available. That was in the height of when um, COVID was was being a problem. Well, and see, that's why Dr. Dobbs needs to have a complaint filed against him for misinformation. He needs to cite it, it, his it facts. And, huh? Well, go ahead. It gets, well, I'll it, tell you what. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We're going to let you finish up after we take this break. We'll be right back. Okay. All right. I guess I want to remind you, Chuck Manning, general contractor extraordinaire, general contractor to the stars, and you are one of his stars. Give him a call today, and he can make those dreams come true. When you're looking for remodeling of your kitchen, your home, anywhere uh, you want done, you want overdone, you want redone, Chuck's your guy. Third-generation general contractor, all-around great guy. Chuck's number, 601-946-4158. Text Chuck right now, and he'll get back with you and set up a time to come in and look at your dreams and the aspirations you want. For around your home. Also, check out the website Manning Enterprises, M O E N N I N G Enterprises dot M E, not dot com dot M E. Chuck Manning, Chuck Manning Enterprises, Manning Enterprises dot M E. The number 946 41 
58. We're talking with Dr. Carol Hill.、Uh, Dr. Hill, you can continue on. Sorry, I had to stop. Okay.、Um, so the first email I talked about was July of 2020. There was another email that、um, Dr. Mansour sent to Dr. Dobbs in December of 2020. And in that one, he again、uh, talked about how using the protocols that they were. That、um, they had been using with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And these protocols were from、um, using a lot of what Dr. Pierre Corey, who's one of the premier、um, doctors on how to treat COVID, that they, he, was, he told him, we're having very few、um, ICU admissions and very few admissions at, at all. We're having fantastic results. And he sent Dr. Corey's. Um, protocols to Dr. Dobbs and said,、um, I really think that you need to, to send this out to all the doctors in, in Mississippi to let them know how fantastic this is.、Right. It's working so well.、Uh, it does not appear that there was any email back from Dr. Dobbs at that point. So then、um, the next email was. was、um, September of 21.、Mm-hmm. And in that email,、um, it was an email that was from Dr. Waits. Dr. Waits is, was at the time was the chairman of the Mississippi State Board of Health. And it was a, an email to Dr. Dobbs telling him that he had heard from、uh, one of Dr.、Um, Mansour's partners or, or、um, Another doctor in the area, right?、Uh, Dr. Hayek. And, and Dr. Hayek was telling him that at that point they had 1,500 outpatients that they had treated with this protocol of、mm-hmm. ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, using it as an early treatment. And they had only a 3% admission rate using the early treatment. And none of those patients ended up in the ICU、mm-hmm. or, or dying. Right. Any of the patients in the Greenville area that ended up in the ICU were, were patients that did not receive any early treatment. They presented at the, at the emergency room already p- sick and, and hypoxic. They, they were already having trouble. That's right. So、um, he, Dr. Waits had told Dr.、Um, Dr. Dobbs, you, you know, w- this is incredible. This is just incredible what they're showing us. And、um, they wanted to publish it, publish it in the、uh, Mississippi Medical Association Journal. And、um, he, he even said that、um, if this is all is, is the way they say it is,、um, this needs to be on the nightly news. This、right. needs to be in every major journal. This is incredible. And. Um, there, were, there was another doctor that was involved in that email,、uh, Dr. Brunson, who's the executive director of the Mississippi Medical Association. Right. Within just a few minutes after Dr. Waite's email about how fantastic the Greenville、um, information was, there was an email that was sent back sent by Dr. Dobbs to Dr. Brunson. I assume Dr. Brunson was the person who would have decided whether this was going to be actually published or not. Right. In that, and let me just read to you what Dr. 
Dobbs said to Dr. Brenson. He said, if we accept this in the journal, I think we need some significant edits. Do not call hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin antivirals. Acknowledge that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin do not seem to be useful in other trials. Acknowledge that it's impossible to discern the impact of any drug given when multiple drugs are used. And state that observational trials are biased and we would need lots more investigations to validate any findings. You know what? So he shut it down. Yeah. That there alone, look, I I will sign my name on the complaint against Dr. Dobbs for making those statements after... The same board demands everybody else to be clean as the Pope's wife. Of course, the Pope doesn't have a wife, but you get my point. The king's wife, whoever it is, need to be clean. This man is making these statements and hurling all. As far as I'm concerned, he is responsible for the death. He knowingly did it. This is medical malfeasance at his highest. I will sign my name to a complaint. I absolutely let, would. This man is. Let me, that's wrong. Let me just tell you. Let me just tell you this. Oh, I um, I, I'm. I had this information, and I feel the same way you do. He's responsible for people dying. And so I sent this information to um, the Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, to the Lieutenant Governor, um, Hoseman, and to the Governor, Tate Reeves. And they have ignored it. Well, it's because, again, they flush so much money down through the system, as you know. These people, you know, this is what gets me. How how loyal they are to the oath they took when they took the money to enslave all of us with these mandates and edicts, but you can't get them to honor the oath they took when they took office. Exactly, it's it's mind boggling. But Doc, we appreciate the hard work that you're doing. Eventually, all this stuff is going to come back to bite them. This is a Ponzi scheme, a medical Ponzi scheme, and it it, it, it's going to it collapse is. on them. And and I have I have other fo- other FOIA requests. Um, and it's, it's despicable. It's despicable. It is. Uh, folks, and they're all culpable. Again, the website, uh, Lindsay? You can go to msagainstmandates.org or also to book an appointment with one of our doctors, you can go to doctorswhocare.info. Doctorswhocare.info. Uh, what we're going to do is take a quick break. We'll be right back. Five minutes left here. Uh, Lindsay, you want to have them wrap up? or Yeah, um, I want to just say, you know, thank you, Dr. Uh, Carol Hill, for sharing your information. And uh, Dr. Witcher, do you have um, anything you want to add to that? No, I just, uh, yeah, thank you, Lindsay, and uh, thank you, Dr. Hill. I just want to say, if I, if I could, Kim, I'd like to bring some of our other doctors around Mississippi that are grouped with the Mississippi Against Mandates and, and, talk, and come to the show, and, and, and I want to talk about the vaccine injured that we're treating, mm-hmm. that we've seen uh, all around Mississippi, same kind of stuff. And we believe we've seen some deaths as well as a direct result of the, the vaccines. And we want to talk about that, get that out to the public, because this is information that we feel is, I mean, it's vital to, to the patients, to the care of patients. And ultimately, as a physician, that's what I want to do and many of these other doctors want to do. We just want to take care of patients. All right. Well, we'll be in touch for sure. Uh, Dr. Carroll, you got any final comments? Um, I, I just would want to say that the vaccines do have significant adverse effects, 
And if anyone, like Dr. Dobbs, says that they're not happening in Mississippi, it's because he's not not looking for them. Um, Anyone that goes to openbears.com, you can see that there's already been 23,999 deaths that were reported. And that's considered to be 1% of the actual deaths because the bears is is not – it's not um, – it's a voluntary system. So only – they think only 1% actually get reported. Wow. And uh, just for the record, uh, Dr. Hill and, and Dr. Uh, Wilcher is talking about the Greenville Clinic. What's unique about the results that they were getting up there, it should be just the opposite. Greenville should be the hotbed of, of COVID death and hospitalization because of the high comorbidities amongst the population up there. And it's just the opposite. And rather than uh, the medical establishment here in Mississippi applauding what's going on up there, they hide it under the uh, hide this light up under the bushel there, and people are dying as a result of it. Like I said, uh, Doctor Dobbs, as far as I'm concerned, is committing medical malfeasance. He's indifferent. He has a psychopathic approach to medicine. Then I think he should. I don't know why Tate Reed shouldn't fire him or why the medical board shouldn't pull his license for what he said. I, mean, he, I, I think he, I think he should be prosecuted. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm not saying this as radio theater. This is provable by his own company. You just read what he said in those, uh, what, what he was asking those people to do about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And yet they're going to tell other doctors that you cannot uh, pass out misinformation. Well, he needs to show the medical studies and prove that undergird what he's saying. Prove it. He's not going to do it because, again, this is all part of a scam. And I believe the way he's pushing the vaccine, that he must have a financial interest in this, either he or some of his family members. That's my view. Anyway, uh, Lindsay, you got the final few minutes here. Well, thank you, Kim. Yes, I just want to encourage people um, for more information on treatment for early COVID, long-haul COVID, as well as vaccine injury, you can go to our website at doctorswhocare.info. And I especially encourage you to call our hotline number at 601-526-3372. That way we can have one of our experienced medical professional volunteers help you navigate this complicated process that there is so much misinformation circulating around. Thank you. And this is available on podcast, uh, so you can go back and listen to it. Dr. Witcher, uh, tell people how they can uh, uh, contact uh, the doctors that... uh around the state and just how, how they can get get your treatment and is there any way to reverse the uh the vaccine well you know they can reach reach us uh through doctors who care we, we also have mississippi against mandates ms against mandates we communicate on telegram channel we have hundreds and hundreds of folks throughout mississippi and really around the nation uh, we we have uh, we, we talk we have a talk there every night at eight thirty. my wife and i we we discuss topics dr hill we have dr jeff howard who's a radiologist up to Tupelo. he talks a lot there does a lot of research and so you know that's um uh in, what was i forgot the last question you said you asked me about the uh, uh, is there anything you can do for the vaccine injured yeah and, and we, we treat the, the vaccine injured in the long-haul covid a very similar problem it's the spike proteins okay and so yeah there's treatments out there uh, FLCCC guys have a, a treatment uh, a program called I Recover. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use some of those medicines. There's, there's there's a whole slew of medicines that that are being tried. Dr. Peter McCullough 
you know, colchicine, just a, a drug used for gout, for example. It's an anti-inflammatory. It's shown some good results, and, and there's others. So it, it's uh, we're, we're networking together as physicians and scientists and, and learning more as we go. But, but there are things that, that we can uh, hopefully help these people and, and, and detoxify them, absolutely. Because it's like, like, I'm sure like many folks out there, I mean, I have family members that, that were vaccinated, uh, many people that were vaccinated had no problems, but but some do, and there's nowhere to turn to because the, pharmace- the pharmaceutical companies are not responsible. None of these vaccines are FDA approved; they're only FDA authorized, and that's a fact. Hmm. So you're taking these at your own risk. And in light of what you said about the authorization as opposed to approval, this is why I say I don't believe their corporate veil, their their legal legal corporate veil is as tight as they want it to be. I think it's more uh, just a matter of time. They're, they're going to go down like big tobacco. They're going to go down like asbestos. It's just a matter of time before the hyenas with the bar cards come out and pick them apart. It just takes one case before one good judge, and uh, and as they say, the rest will be history. All right. Well, Doc, look, we appreciate you guys, and thank you so much. We're going to be having you back on. We'll be in touch on those other projects you mentioned, okay? All right. Thank, right. thank you, Kim. Thank, thank, thank you. It. All right. We'll talk thank later. You. All right, Miss Lindsay, one more time, throw out that contact information and where they can and what your next events are coming up, anything like that. Sure, our legal action and help with exemptions, you can go to msagainstmandates.org. And then for any services, medical services, to include early COVID treatment, long-haul COVID treatment, as well as vaccine injury, you can go to doctorswhocare.info and call the hotline number 601-526-3372. You got it in. Remember, this is being podcast, thekimwayshow.com, Spotify, Google, YouTube, everywhere else. Uh, I might get pulled, but hey, it is what it is. Let's take a break. We're back in 22 hours. We'll see you on the radio. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Kim Wade Show podcast. Tune in daily from 4 to 6 p.m. live on 103.9 WYAB in Jackson, Mississippi for the live and current Kim Wade Show. You can call in at 601-879-0002. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Kim Wade Show.